Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hello, my friends. I'm Michael Unbroken, host of the Think Unbroken podcast and founder of thinkunbroken.com. And I'm honored to be your trauma coach and mentor because I believe that everyone is capable of getting unstuck, cultivating self-love, and becoming the hero of their own story. I believe that when implemented correctly, the practical tools and education you will receive from this show will help you lead an unbroken and extraordinary life. I believe that no matter what we come from, that we all have the ability to choose ourselves first, to create and manifest a powerful and grace-filled future, and love the reflection in the mirror. I believe that every day is a day to grow, learn, heal, and change. That's why I started my company, thinkunbroken.com which is an online training and healing and personal growth platform where you get everything that I know about how to get motivated, be accountable, get out of the vortex, and become the hero of your own story through community, connection, and commitment. For more information, visit thinkunbroken.com. Please listen closely as you may learn just one thing that will help you be unbroken. And please share this episode with at least three of your friends because we all need community and connection in our healing journey. And be sure to DM me and tag me on Instagram at Michael Unbroken so that I can say hi. I just want to thank you again for being a part of this, for listening 
and being a member of the Unbroken Nation. Now, let's get into today's show and make the world unbroken. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Super excited to be here with you again, my friends, with my guest and friend, Adam Forrest. Adam, my man, what is going on? <laughs> Everything, and uh, I'm excited to be here. appreciate you having me. Yeah, man, of course. We, we connected recently as, um, you know, I was a guest on your podcast and I, I love your conversation, the message that you're putting out. You know, for, for me personally, as as many listeners know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, it's a big part of my life, my livelihood, even I would even call it a part of my identity. Um, it's just something I've been doing since I was eight years old. And one of the things that I've often found in my journey is, you know, this is really about doing the thing that you feel called to do. And, yeah. and as we dive in here, before we get in the depths of that, tell everybody a little bit about you, your background and, and what you have going on in the world. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. So, um, I've been in business for about 20 years, um, a little over, <laughs> so showing my age a little bit, but I was director of strategic marketing at WebMD. So that was like my corporate life. Um, I did a lot of big marketing strategies for, you know, brands like Walgreens, Target, things like that. Um, and that was a lot of fun. It was exciting. I was living in New York. Then I moved to Philadelphia and I was traveling back and forth from Philly to New York for about six years until finally my wife and I were kind of feeling that burnout situation. So we took a trip out to Costa Rica, which was pivotal in our lives for a number of reasons. But getting to the point of it, just for a little background, so you guys know where I'm at. Um, that is when I decided to start Change Creator because I just didn't see myself, you know, 10 years down the road still in the corporate lifestyle. So I wanted to use the skills I had, but in a different way on my own terms, supporting social entrepreneurs. Um, there were some things in business that I felt very unethical, and I wanted to so support people who are running businesses that are trying to do something really important in the world. Um, and so that's how change creator started. It was because of that pivotal moment and that thought process. Um, so now I work with small businesses and I work with social entrepreneurs and, um, I help with branding and brand strategy, identity, and, um, I help them sell more online. <laughs> so that's where I'm at today. Yeah. I, you know, you, you mentioned something like you didn't like what you saw in the world. And so you made change around it. I, yeah. I think that's a thing so many of us often struggle with in our journeys, whether it's in entrepreneurship or life, you know, you, you make this yeah. big move after looking at your life kind of getting consumed by the corporate job. And, you know, I, I think there's just this huge, I know actually from working for a fortune 10 company, <laughs> um, there's this huge amount of stress that our career can play in our life. And yeah. how do you, how do you start to like, that thing kind of sits with us, right? You're thinking about it all the time. You're like, okay, I know that I need to change my life, but <laughs> often we don't do it. What, what was the journey in the process like for you to actually start to take the action around doing that? Yeah. Um, so the first thing was I realized that, it, and I want everyone listening to realize that when you feel burnout, it's not because of long hours and hard work and, and hardship in what you're doing. Um, it's actually in my opinion and experience is because you're doing things that aren't meaningful to you. So even if you're working at a job that you don't like right now and you're kind of unhappy, if you start creating a clear vision around something that you are interested in, and this is where my, my brain started shifting, right? Um, you know, you start getting clarity on that vision, you know, you're working towards this other new chapter of your life 
all of a sudden you start taking the pressure off. You start getting more motivation and you put the ball in motion. So once it's in motion, that's the hardest part for people is to make a decision to actually start on that path to take, like it took a lot for me. So as an example, I was waking up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning in order to figure out what the heck that next chapter was going to be in my life. Cause at the time I didn't know what it was. This is years ago. And I would have to travel, get on a train at seven 30 AM to go to New York. So I had to do whatever I was going to do before I got on the train at seven 30. We lived in a one bedroom apartment in Philadelphia. So my office was my master bedroom. So my wife hated me because I was waking up at 3.30 in the morning and getting on the computer. And I just started figuring it out. Like, what should, what do I want to do? What makes sense? How do I even approach this? And I did that for a few years before I actually landed Change Creator because I started a hemp water bottle company. I started Facebook pages around deforestation. I started a company called the Blue Dot Post, kind of a spinoff of Huffington Post, but for the Blue Dot Earth, right? Because I had this intention behind me, but I just didn't know what it looked like yet. And I started doing all these things. Um, and so that's how my journey started. But the motivation was, I'm not who I'm supposed to be. And I feel burnt out because I'm not doing work that's meaningful to me. So in the next 10 years, I got to, I want to change that. And I have to start changing my trajectory now in order to get there, or I'm just going to go deeper in a rut from where I am now. And a lot of people have that call, right? Where they're like, I feel like I'm not in alignment with who I am. Right. Something feels off. Right. I can't seem to peg it or put my finger on it. But, but how do you like actually honor that part of yourself? Because I think it's really easy. You know, people will hear that and go, oh, cool. Yeah. You're waking up. You were doing the thing early in the morning, but I just don't even know. I don't know where to begin. So for somebody listening, who's like, and, and whether I think this applies to entrepreneurship, you, you have a, a, a partner and you guys are sharing an apartment and you're just trying to make it work. And so you're mm -hmm. sacrificing things along the way and trying all these different things to try to make meaning out of what you want in your life. What is it like to actually honor that and step through it? And then more so to recognize that those first things, the blue dot, the deforestation, like those <laughs> things actually weren't the thing. And instead of giving up to continue to move forward. Yeah, because I always feel that I keep the destination the same, but I change the approach, <clears throat> right? If it's not feeling right, it's not jiving, like I would do something and I'm like, man, there was so much resistance on the rainforest thing because I didn't have the experience in that space. And it was a slow, slow roll. And I was like, man, I got to start doing something that matched up with who I am. So, um, you know, once you start finding your, your stride and you find your sweet spot, I, I did it. I think to answer your question, I think what you're asking is how do I come to these conclusions? Well, it's kind of more so about looking at doing what I call a self inventory, you know, really what, who do you, where are you now? Like you got to know where you are in the present moment, point A, but where do you want to be and who do you want to be? Right. So where do you want to go? So that's point B. And then you can really start identifying the qualities that you currently have. Like what are the skills? What are the things you like? Just because you have a skill in something, you may not enjoy it. So what do you really enjoy doing? What are the skills that you actually have? What are the experiences? What are your values as a person? And you start assessing yourself. And I, I literally, I have the first notebook I made. And I, as I wrote these things down, I started like drawing lines and connecting dots. I, I came to the conclusion that I needed to use my skills that I already had. And I put 10 years at WebMD adopting um, to do something that would accelerate my progress faster, but also find that 
the part of that that I really enjoyed doing, which is the branding and the business side of like strategy and things like that. So I started just trying to connect those dots so that I can find, you know, what made the most sense for me. And it's going to be different for everybody, uh, what they want in their life and where they're trying to go with it. Like you said, it may not be entrepreneurship. It could be this. I just went through an exercise with my wife about where we want to be in the next five years. What do we want our life to look like? Well, where are we now? What's holding us back from getting there? What can we do differently to, to start changing things? And these are conversations that we have that have helped us throughout our lives to get where we want to go with the success in um, just our family in, in general. Does that help answer what you're asking? Yeah. And, and, and I think a, a really good point comes through that is, you know, people often will have these ideas or they'll have these goals or they'll have things that they, they want to move towards. And they're in relationships or partnerships or around communities that maybe don't support them or don't see them through. Talk yeah. about how important it is to make sure that you're in alignment with the, the people around you as you're starting to make this massive shift in your life. That's huge. That, that makes a big difference. And so, you know, my, just as I'll use my life as an example is, you know, I've seen it with others too. Well, my life, like I always make sure I get my wife on board with what I'm doing and she never understands it. She doesn't care about business and entrepreneurship. You know, she's in the medical space. She's a doctor. She's like, you know, doing her thing. But one thing that we do agree on uh, over the years is that we do have to support each other and we have to understand why something is important to to each other. So I need to know what's important to you and why, and she has to understand what's important to me and why. And then we have to have conversations that most people avoid. And those conversations are when we sit down, and I literally have it right here in this notepad. I'm, I'm going to pull it right up here. So we went through questions and we asked things like, what do we want our lives to look like in five years? And we get on the same page. We have to have the conversation though. It's like a couple in a relationship when they've been dating for a while and everyone's like, have you had the talk about like, well, where is this going? Well, we have to do that in life in general because you don't want to play darts without a dartboard, right? So I'm literally looking at this notebook right here. And these are the questions that we went through. What do we want our lives to look like in five years? Question number two, where are we now? Question number three, what do we each, who do we each need to become to get there, right? What's currently preventing us from living that life? And we go through these questions. And as we talk about those big picture questions, we both get on the same page and we start identifying where we may have disconnects from each other. Like, whoa, that's not important to you, but this is important to me. Why? And we start, now we start unfolding understanding. Right. And we find that common ground and then it makes everything so much more powerful to move forward together. Yeah, I love that. And when you're out of alignment, it's an uphill battle. And, and I tell people all the time, like even, you know, it, it might be your mother who's in your way of being successful and you have to really understand that. And I, I love this idea of taking personal inventory and looking at your life from a perspective of, of uh, really, it's basically honesty. Where am I at with myself? That's, what is going on? Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a part of it that people fear reflection, <laughs> yeah, yeah. knowing, knowing that they're not living into their potential. And I, you know, I, I look at life often from this scope of anything's possible because why not? Who's to say that it can't, but, and mm -hmm. I'm always, I'm always in this idea that other people's opinions have nothing to do with me. 
Um, but yet people are so tied into it. You know, there are so many people who right now they have this dream, they have this idea and they haven't gotten honest with themselves. How much has honesty played a role in this journey for you? Oh, that's huge. I think that's one of the most important parts of it. Um, You know, there's a lot of little components of, you know, living your life a certain way to get certain results. But if you can't be honest with yourself, you're going to stay stuck in a paradigm that doesn't serve you going in a loop, right? Because I've, I've, I've had conversations with friends who have been in challenging positions. And my first thing that we get down to because they're going, well, because of this and because of that and all these things, I'm like, buddy. (laughs) I'm like, you're blaming everyone but yourself. I'm like, you have got to be able to look in the mirror and be honest about who you are, why your life looks the way it is, and that you're the only one that is responsible for it based on the decisions that you make, right? A lot of people don't want to sit down and feel the emotions tied to unpacking the past or looking at who they really are and why, because it's uncomfortable sometimes, but until we can do those things, we cannot be fully accountable. And then we can't make decisions from a a more honest, genuine place that will serve us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think honesty is this beautiful cornerstone for understanding what's possible in your life. Because if you're really honest with yourself, you'll look at it, you'll make assessments very much like this self-assessment that you've been doing and be able to identify. And and I don't think, and I want to get clear about this because it, it's probably going to be beneficial for someone. I don't think about honesty in terms of I'm going to beat myself up, but honesty in terms of, okay, now I've identified places in which I can improve. Right. And I think about the skills that you have to attain to move forward, being so intertwined with that. And yet people will still they'll go through, they'll sit down, they'll do these exercises, they'll have the journal, they'll have 12 journals, they'll look at it, (laughs) they'll write it down, they'll talk about it, but they won't take action. How do you how do you how do you start to go from this place of I'm thinking about it to I'm actually going to take action against it? That usually happens when the pain of not taking action becomes greater than the pain of actually uh, taking action, right? So the pain of the current situation, I know like a lot of people will, they talk themselves out of things because we have internal stories that we tell ourselves. So one, be aware, you have a ton of internal stories, okay? Like it or not, unconscious or conscious. And, you know, you might be as a simple example, you know, saying, oh, this week I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, but then the weather's bad or, you know, you, 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 you feel like you got a sick stomach and, you know, all right, well next week, maybe not this week, but next week I'll get to it. And, you know, you, you, you talk yourself out of these things. Um, and you chain, you're kind of like, I love T. Harbecker's comment where he says, don't blame, complain, or justify. And that's 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 part of being honest with yourself. If you're blaming others, justifying the situation, or just complaining about things, you're not actually taking action and you're just making excuses that make you that allow you to stay in your comfort. You know, I, I don't like I, everyone talks about, oh, you gotta you gotta get uncomfortable to grow. And yes, that's true. Um, but you know, part of it, I think motivation deeply comes from when the pain of the current situation, like me seeing myself working in corporate another 10 years, is this the rest of my life? That pain, that thought <laughs> really irked me. And it was so deep and motivational that 
I'll wake up at 3.30 every day until I figure out my new path because there was no way in hell I was going to get stuck on that rut, right? So it's that pain of like motivation and that's what it is. You've got to want to do it. Did you know that recent studies show that CBD has incredible benefits for helping with physical pain? I haven't suffered from chronic pain. I've mentioned it before. And with NW Recovery's Lavender Eucalyptus Salve, I have that pain dissipate like nothing else I've ever tried. I love NW Recovery not only because their products are non-psychoactive, which is really important to me, but also because they are created by Navy SEALs. So... Thank you so much for your service. If you're interested and you want to learn more about NW Recovery's CBD balm of lavender eucalyptus, then check out nw-recovery.com and use the keyword unbroken to save 20% on your first order. Again, that's nw-recovery.com and use the keyword unbroken to save 20% on your order. Yeah, I, I do think that. But also there's a part to it where even with that and even with those thoughts and even with the getting up, there's the drive of the, how do I want to phrase this? The monotony of it all. Because even though you have this dream or goal or ambition, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds or, you know, I want to start a corporation, yeah. whatever that thing might be, you yeah. still have to put in the work. And sure. I think motivation wanes so quickly. I mean, I could, you know, we could get people motivated right now to go run a marathon. That's very easy. The hard yeah. part is to do it every single day, day in and day out. And I don't yeah. think that just applies to business. That applies to life, relationships, career, ev everything in its entirety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. when motivation wanes, because it will very quickly, faster than you yeah. probably even understand. <laughs> yeah. How do you keep going at them? Yeah, for me personally, um, I have learned to detach from emotional thinking. Um, so when you wake up and you're not motivated, you're like, oh, F that. I don't feel good. It's raining or whatever. And like, I'll just sleep another hour. Um, that's the emotional side. So it's your feelings are getting in the way of you uh, doing what you already have established that you should be doing, right? Because you know that it's better for you and the future that you decided that you wanted. Um, so that's the logical mind. And then you have the emotional mind. So I don't know that there's any secrets um, to, you know, solving for that, but to understand that those are just feelings, right? And if something is important to you and the, the more clarity you have on the life, the life that you really desire, that clarity and holding that in your mind every day is going to be the motivator. You have to remember. So I have found it helpful that when I wake up, Right when the alarm comes on, I put my feet on the floor. It's just an example. And I have a list of key items that I read in the morning. I'm not checking email and doing all that other stuff. I'm literally reading my affirmations, my manifesto of my life and, and what, I'm, what I'm going towards. That gets me excited and it reminds me, yeah, this is like, I want that life. This is important to me. I've had this conversation with myself. I've written it down. I'm reading it here in the morning to kind of reacclimate because the problem for most people is that it's not, you can't just write these things down once and then be like, all right, I'm good. Now I'm just going to go do all this stuff. No, you have to go through and read it every morning and every night. So every morning you wake up every night before you go to bed, because you have to reprogram your thinking 
And the reason it's so easy to slip into the old habits where emotion, emotional uh, feelings pull you away from doing what you need to do is because those are much more ingrained in who you are, your DNA, because of how you were brought up or whatever it is. So you're kind of like automatically going back into old habits, if you will. So I mean, it leads to this conversation of discipline and habits and things like that. So you have to actually take additional steps, such as reading the affirmations, the manifesto, the goals, whatever it is, and reminding yourself every morning, every night, every morning, every night. And that will help keep it top of mind, remind you why you're doing what you're doing. And you should always establish in those conversations, like, why are you doing what you're doing, right? We've got the famous concept of the why. There are things important to people, and we all want to live the fullest, uh, most beautiful expressions of our lives. So we have to figure out first, though, what that looks like. And the more clarity we have there, the more motivated we're going to feel and the more real it becomes. And we got to keep programming it in. We got to keep reminding ourselves. That, yeah, that's just what has worked for me. Okay. So, you know, like I just try to share what has worked for me. And I've gotten that from my mentors that have kicked me in the ass because I was in that same boat where I get on, you know, on the train and then I'd fall off. Right. Like, and that would happen. I'm like, how do I stop this from happening? Why aren't I getting the results that I know I'm more than capable of getting? And I had to take additional steps. Like Adam, read this every damn day, put it on audio, listen to it. When you go to bed, like you got to do it until that becomes your second nature of thinking. Yeah. I, I love that. I'm right there with you. Talk Talk about affirmations because I, I don't know that everyone listening will understand what that means. And then uh, parlay with this manifesto. I'm right there with you. My affirmations are right here. I read them every single day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I, I, for someone who doesn't know or is unfamiliar, like what is that? And then how do you create them? Yeah. So it's kind of a way to combat old programming, right? So we get programmed and I'm sure you've had these conversations on your podcast where, you know, when we grow up, for example, a mom comes in, little girl singing, she's happy. And then all of a sudden the mom, she had the worst day ever. And she tells the little girl, she just freaks out and says, shut up. You sound terrible anyway. From that moment on, the little girl has been shy. She never sang in public again. And so she's told, like, once that story was told, that little girl had that story in her mind the rest of her life, which changed her behavior as a human, right? So we all go through that. We have to start tapping into what those things are. Um, and so for me, I had lots of blocks around money and I needed to reprogram them. So if I feel like just a simple example, I was always told money doesn't grow on trees, gotta work hard, <laughs> right? And I'm like, now I'm like, wait a minute, money is everywhere. Money is abundant. And it's, it's just a matter of, you know, setting yourself to actually receive it, right? And so for me, the affirmation there is, well, we want to change the thinking. We don't want our unconscious mind just going, money doesn't grow on trees. You got to work hard because that's going to lead us to scarcity and it's going to lead us to long hours with very little results. So I have affirmations where I would say things around abundance and how money is accessible to me and things like that, because I need to say that has to become the internal dialogue that naturally happens and replaces the old thinking of money doesn't grow on trees. I don't want that in my brain anymore. I don't believe it. It doesn't exist. It's gone. And I need my unconscious mind, my natural thought process to be money's everywhere. It's abundant. And I'm here to receive it at any moment because I deserve it. Right. So that's the affirmation process. Um, 
And you can catch yourself in a lot of situations. I had a, a conversation with somebody the other day, my mastermind, and I was mentioning something about pricing for some of my services. And I was like, yeah, but this would be a different target audience. My current audience can't afford this. And she goes, okay, so you've tried selling it at that price point to them. And I said, no, she goes, okay, so you're just telling yourself a story that's totally unproven. <laughs> and two days later, I had two deals in a row at the higher price point that we discussed. So that was, I wouldn't have done it, right? If I didn't have that conversation with her in the mastermind group. And she t reminded me that I was just, telling myself that, but it wasn't even true. It's just a limiting belief. So the affirmation would be something that combats that, right? Um, that's how that works. Yeah, I, I love it. And, and mine are simple. You know, I, I think about it every single day and it, and it can be money. It can be relationships. It can anything. be anything that you want it to be. It's just reframing the narrative, reframing to your point. That's it. The, that's the a good software. way to put it. Yeah. I like that. You know, we, we, we are the stories that we tell ourselves. If you tell yourself that you are going to be limited, then that's going to be true. If you tell yourself that you have the ability to do something big, beautiful and grandiose, then that will be true. That doesn't that's mean it. that you don't have to put in the work and that you don't have to be patient because you most certainly do. Um, but when you sit and you think about the idea of possibility and you change all of these negative inputs in yourself, it will start to reflect on your outer world. That's just the nature of it, right? Um, one of the things I'm curious about, if you could dive into a little bit deeper is, um, is talking about your, your motto and your manifesto and what that means to you and, and the words that you're using around the, the life that you're trying to create. <laughs> yeah. Well, my big mantra right now, my motto, if you will, is the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And that has been significant for me. Um, a really stupid example is like, I always was the guy that I would eat dinner and my wife would be like, why didn't you have that last bite? Like <laughs> you don't have enough room for the last bite. I would leave the last bite. Like, so incomplete, I didn't complete what I was doing. And I, it was this natural thing. And I, and that happened a lot in my life with activities I was doing. I would go to a certain extent until I felt like I hit a certain skill level and then I'd quit and I'd go to the next thing. And so <laughs> years ago, that was a major thing that has changed for me. And my motto is the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So, you know, being healthy in, in, in your life and taking care of your body, like you're going to be healthy in your business. Like it reflects, like, that's just kind of the way that the universe works. Uh, so that, that's the motto. And what was the other part of your question again? It was just thinking about your, your manifesto for yourself. Oh. Yeah. So the manifesto, the way I approach that is I'm defining my life uh, in the future of what it looks like. You know, Adam Forrest is a, a multimillionaire who lives in Miami in a, uh, you know, $5 million home and da da da, -da has a, uh, a Spanish style house in Costa Rica that him and his family frequent. And, and I really get into details. Like it's very detailed and cause I need clarity. Like it's easy for anyone to be like, I want a lot of money. I want a nice car. No, no, no. That's too generic. Like you have to actually really get deep in it. Um, and I'm tying the manifesto into the affirmations. One thing that's important to point out is that stuff doesn't work just because you read it. It doesn't work just because you read it. You have to say it out loud. And the most important part of all of this 
is to actually impact the nervous system. And you can only impact the nervous system if you put yourself in that future position and identify what would it feel like if I already had that. If I was in, if I had that house, if I had that relationship, if I was, if I changed my life that way, how would I feel right now? And it has to start impacting the nervous system. That's a very important part of this process. Yeah, absolutely. And I do the same thing. I'm always thinking about, you know, when, and I've mentioned this before, but when I won um, $10,000 from Undercover Billionaires Grant Cardone, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I had to go speak in front of 10,000 people to do that. But I had already Dude. won in my mind um, before I showed up, before right. I ever stepped foot on that stage. Right. And that was a practice of A, not only writing it down every day for weeks, but when it came time, I was so prepared and rehearsed in it because I'd taken the action over and over and over again. And one of the things that I really want to hit home here is you can think about it all day long, but you're not going to create it without tremendous and massive action. And that's difficult, right? Because you know, well, I have a job and I have kids and I have a wife and somebody's sick and this and that, and this and that. And, you know, I will argue with people all the time, like, when has life not been in chaos? There's always like life is always constantly in flux. Yeah. It's yeah. very rare that it's not. And whether it's a, a pandemic or something bad happening, there's always a little yeah. bit of chaos and there's a lot of good in there too. And people are like, Oh, well, I'm going on vacation. I'm doing this. Or I'm doing that. I'm like, okay, well, great. But what are you trying to accomplish? What do you really right. want to have in your life? And that level of clarity is how you get there. But with yeah. that clarity comes just a massive amount of action. It's not, and patience, and patience, because it's just going to take longer than you think. You know, I've written down a goal. I've written, I'm looking at right now, I've written it down every day for a very, very long time. I'm going to (laughs) help 250 million people overcome trauma and become the hero of their own story. 250 million people. That's going to take me until I die. Like I recognize, (laughs) but because of that, I continue to move forward. Like no matter what, every single day, put in the action. But in that, you know, one of the things that I will say that's been incredibly beneficial for me in this journey is having a tremendous amount of support. And not only for the concept or the idea, because I think people could rally around that pretty simply, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a great plan. We support you. But more so in having mentors around me, people around me who have not only supported me and my entrepreneurial journeys, but in my professional journeys and my trauma education journey and the whole nine. Like I have a mentor or coach almost for everything in my life. My fitness, my voice, my health, my mental health, um, my businesses, everything, because I, I know I cannot do everything on my own. There's there's a handful of people on planet Earth who they will struggle into success. Um, <laughs> and, and those people, there are some of them, even my mentors who are incredibly successful. And it's just, I don't want to do that. Like no part of me wants to struggle into what's next in my life. Yeah. Talk to us about, and you mentioned this earlier and I, I really want to talk about it because I think it matters a lot. You okay. said, even I have mentors, right? You, you know, you know, I work for WebMD, a huge company. You've done awesome things in your life. And even you have a community and network of support. And I think about this being a process of you're going to have to invest to have that time, effort, energy, or money. You're going to have to put something on the table to have the reciprocation. Um, but talk about your journey into mentorship, where your life was before and what happened after. 
Mm, that's a good question. So, um, you know, before I was, I was the guy who was like, I understand business because I was coming out of many years of, of successful uh, brand strategy work and things like that. Um, so starting the business wasn't scary. Plus, I had a record label as my first company. So Change Creator was the second one. But the challenge that I did come across was I was I, I I made progress like in year one, we got Ariane Huffington, Tony Robbins, you know, down the road, I interviewed Richard Branson. So my, my skills were able to break through in certain areas like that. But there is this part of it where it's, we have to be making money. Are we doing the right things at the right time? Or are we doing the right things at the wrong time? And I had years go by where I wasn't getting where I needed to go financially um, and it was all based on the decisions I've made. So what I found out was that the entrepreneurial world is a complete 180 in how we think about business than when you're working for somebody else. And I didn't have that skill set. So I was willing to invest in support. And I was like, I'm going to need someone else's outside perspective so I can think beyond my own bubble. Okay. So, you know, I, I started with smaller things and I want people to realize that mentorship comes in many forms. If you don't have, you know, $20,000 to give somebody, you can get courses, books, things like that. And people are sharing pretty valuable ideas until you can earn enough revenue. This is, you know, I'm coming from my standpoint of running a business um, to invest in mentorship where I've now spent over $20,000 just for one mentor. Um, and then I have a mastermind group because masterminds put you in the hot seat with multiple entrepreneurs sharing their expertise to, to do what? To push your thinking beyond uh, your own bubble. You have to, you have to expand beyond what you know, like that's the whole point, right? So this is how we accelerate progress. And there's usually not a one mentor fits all. So, you know, depending on what you're doing, whether it's relationships or business or anything, um, you need to find people who are very good and have already been down the path that you want to go down and you invest there. Um, it's a little bit scary for most people because like, well, I need that money for this and I need that money for this. And, but the most valuable thing to invest in is yourself because like we've kind of been getting at is like this inner world game that people see as like pseudoscience, but it's not, um, it reflects the outer world. So if you're not investing in yourself, it's really hard to change the outer world. So anything you put towards yourself, that money is very, very well spent. Um, so I would, I would not be too fearful. You know what I mean? Just be smart about who you select and make sure they're the right fit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you said you made a really good point. I mean, I've, I would call a huge amount of the mentorship that I've gotten in my life, um, the library, like, <laughs> yeah. and that's not being crap. Like for real. I mean, I, I have, I will read 64 books this year. I'm on a pace for that. And the majority of them come from the library. It's free. And one of the things that are like YouTube is free. I built my first business from watching YouTube. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like it's incredible what you can do when you get super clear about what it is yeah. that you want. And then a moment will come when you recognize that you've hit the apex of possibility on your own from free resources or from audible books or anything like that. And you have to go to the next level. And yeah. it can be fearful. I mean, I remember the first time I hired my coach, I was terrified. It was like $500 an hour. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is insane. It's insane. And then I recognized something really important. When you invest in yourself, you never lose money. You will never lose money when you invest in yourself because 
ultimately the thing that happens is you grow, you grow skills. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge part of what I think life is about is growth. And how do you right. put yourself in this position where you leverage other people's expertise to help you grow in an expedited fashion? Because again, yeah. you can struggle to success, but I'm always thinking about shortcuts, not necessarily to not do the work, but you know, what, what can I avoid on the way? Right. When you think right. about your life and, and what's next, and you think about the idea that you have to continually step into understanding your own potential, and then you start to face it, right? I think one of the things that happens is people actually do start to have the success that they want in life, and then they get derailed. What is it that you believe is... How do I want to phrase this? Because I want to make it a really practical way. Because even people, whether they're in a healing journey or in their entrepreneurship or in relationships or career, right, they get right. stagnant. They get stagnant. They go, oh, I figured it out. How do you keep that from happening? Well, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I think that just knowing that you never know everything and that you know your whole uh, life is a learning process. So there's always room for new ideas, um, new perspectives and growth. Um, you know, nobody is masters life, you know, like we live it, we do well and we can always do better. So, you know, you have a very big vision, 250 million people you want to help. Um, you're not going to want like next week be like, Oh, well, I'm all good now. Right. You know, it, and you might have like picked up on some skills, but you're, it's going to be a forever learning process to actually fulfill big dreams like that. And so I think, you know, honestly, I, I don't have a magic bullet for that kind of question. For me, it's always been, I know that, and I'm going to use my business example, because that's the world I'm in, whether it's relationships or anything, this will apply. It's like, if you go from point A to point B, let's say $0 to, to, to $100,000, it takes a certain type of version of yourself to get to that 100000 You have to maybe change the way you think about a couple things. You got to take action like you talk about, like real action that's effective every day. Ineffective action won't get you anywhere. Um, but if you want to go from six figures, 100000 to a million dollars, well, now you're going to have to grow and become the next version of yourself. You want to go from seven figures to eight figures. You got to become the next version of yourself. So as you want to, as you push to live the fullest expression of yourself in this life, which you should, um, you will always be evolving the version of yourself to another stage of growth and wisdom. You know, it's not just about knowing lots of stuff. It's about becoming wise and, you know, kind of mastering your emotions and learning how to master your mindset. That stuff doesn't, you don't just get to a point where you're like, I'm done. So I know that that's, that's the way it works. So I know I'm always on a, a lifelong learning journey. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so much of like this idea of mindset. I don't know if you've ever read Mindset by Carol Dweck, but, you know, it talks about the concept of a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And, you know, I'm always thinking about growth. I'm always thinking about what's next. How can I learn? How can I be better? Incremental, granular little changes that I can adapt every single day. Effective right. action, right? What is something that's actually moving that ball forward? And I, I think you're spot on 100%. Um, Adam, amazing conversation, my friend. Before I ask you my, my last question, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Sure. If you guys want to learn more about Change Creator and how we support social entrepreneurs, um, you just go to changecreator.com. I love it. Thanks, brother. And my last question for you is, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? <laughs> 
it means everything to me. Um, I think the idea of being unbroken means you have become honest with yourself because nobody is going to be a perfect human being, but we can mend the past and be able to move forward. So when you're honest with yourself and you can be accountable and admit certain things that you're doing wrong, you're not blaming others, you're not justifying things, um, all of a sudden your life changes, right? Try to not complain for a week. Try it. <laughs> you can't think of a complaint or verbally say it and your life starts to change. So it's just these little things. And I think being unbroken means I've grown up. I've matured a little. I'm not hiding from my emotions. I face them head on. I'm willing to tackle them, work through them, accept them, be accountable for my mistakes, be accountable for my wins. And once you start seeing yourself, you really start defining where you're at. So then you can really make the next steps to get to where you want to go. Powerful, my friend. I, I love it and could not agree more. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening, for being here. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend, leave a review. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.